Just cracking everybody. Happy uh, Monday, 4-12-21, out in the dorm, far par, Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Let's get into it. Uh, you know, today, what the market do? Nothing. It did absolutely nothing. We opened up down about 15 bips on the Dow, and where we close, we closed, um, sorry here, down 16 bips. So, I mean... Yeah, there's pretty much like a 30-point dip on the day. Uh, 30, like, I mean, we cl- opened at 33.775.06, closed at 33.745.40. So, you know, no no movement there on the Dow. S&P, I mean, pretty pretty similar stuff. We actually closed higher than we opened, but uh, down two bips on the day. So, yeah, I mean, if, if in the, the volume has been... Uh, pretty pretty low uh on the on these major indices into the close a little bit of action but uh not 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 really to be honest with you gold and silver down again how how did uh how did the dollar do well the dollar the uup was actually down four bips and uh you know weird action on the day there but yield yields were up for the most part uh the 10 year up about let's see uh 54 bips 30 year up 20 uh 34 bips and the 5 year up 2.53%. And there's an auction on the 10 year today. And we'll get into that and uh what's on the outlook. So yeah, without further ado, let me do the uh disclaimer here. So I am a student. I love the markets. This is not financial advice. I'm just here having a good time. Um let's see. This is not financial advice. I'm not recommending or selling any investments. You know, every decision's up to you. I'm just here because I like the markets and I like to talk about them. Uh, and you know, what's on my radar? Always do your homework. You know, you want to do. You don't want to do your homework. Go to a casino. What's the next thing? Next thing in the disclaimer is oh yeah, every uh, trade subject to potential profit, potential loss. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. Not recommending or selling anything. All right, so let's go through the action. So. You know, the yields opened up kind of flat, but then they just rallied throughout the day. You know, you opened up at 167, dropped to about 166 uh, on the 10-year, and then we hit 168 at the high, but, you know, no no movement really there. On the UUP, which is, you know, the dollar index here that I'm I'm, I'm using for it, well, dollar ETF um, from Invesco, we opened up at uh, 2479, closed at 2480. I mean, not a lot of movement. Uh, the dollar overnight was going a little crazy. But, you know, the euro and the pound came back. But uh, that caused gold to open up significantly lower. Um, on the GLD, let's see, we're down, I know we are down about 70 bips, no, 60 bips on the day. But, you know, people people were selling gold. People were selling gold uh, today. We opened up at 162.73 on the low, 161.80. And we closed at 162.28. So, you know, higher yields. Dollars a little, I would say the dollar's stronger but still down on the day. Gonna probably gonna be a bad day for commodities. Um, that's that's just what I'm thinking. And so you know, when, we'll, when you go through it, you know, we already went over. Yields were up a bit. Dollar was you know traded up throughout the day, uh, but you know, still still down. If you still down, so that's what you have in my, the back of my mind. Uh, that's what I have in the back of my mind. But yeah, like if you actually look at the Dow, S and P, Nasdaq. You know, really not not a whole lot of action here, not a whole lot of movement. And, you know, I've been paying decent attention to Asia, and Asia has, you know, it's near high, all-time highs and such. But, you know, the past two days sold off, you know, Hong Sen was down about 2% over the past two days. Same with uh, Shanghai. Um, 
but right now I'm going to pull up Asia for you. Nikkei's up 99 bips, almost 1%. Yeah, Hang Sen up almost 1%. Kospi, which is Korea, up 77 bips. Shanghai is actually down 8 bips. Currency right now, the euro is down 9 bips against the dollar. U.S. is up, uh, dollars up 17 bips against the yen. The pound's down 1 bip against the dollar. USD's up... Uh, 12 bips against the uh, Canadian dollar and the Aussie dollar is down 12 bips against the dollar. Across the board, dollar's looking pretty strong right now. Um, crypto, Bitcoin's up 1%. We're at 60,550. Ethereum up uh, 74 bips. And I don't care about XRP. So, um, yeah. So, it, interesting things going on. Then again, like, like I'm saying, not a whole lot of action today. Why is there not a whole lot of action? What are you waiting for tomorrow morning? What are we waiting for tomorrow morning? The consumer price index. Inflation. Yes, yes, yes. Inflation. The inflation reading is coming out. And we're expecting a 2.5% increase month over month, I believe. Here, let me double check that for you. Uh, tomorrow's data that's coming in. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Yeah, year over year, we're expecting an increase of two, uh, 2.5% month over month. Expecting a 0.5% increase. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a decent jump. And do I think, I, I really am just, I, I have no idea how the street is going to gonna uh, react react to this number. You know, if it's like right at 2.5, then, you know, there's going to be strong buying. But if it's a miss, a big miss, like, you know, decent miss, you know, people are going to sell. And if it's a decent gain, like, you know, pretty solid gain, people are going to sell. So, I mean, because if it's, if it's too low, then it's showing that, well, this fear of inflation, either one, it's not here, or two, it's not coming. So then, then, then the whole thing is like, well, how are we going to get all this economic growth? But then if it's too big, people are going to be like, oh, geez, you know, then the economy is running too hot. Oh, my gosh. Like, what the, what the heck's the Fed doing? What's Biden doing? Like, the, all the supply chain issues, all this money thrown at the system, like, there's going to be crazy hyperinflation. And it's going to be like... Yeah, yeah, that's true, but it also could be base effects. But you know, we'll see how the market takes that into account. But it could—I mean, yeah—it's base effects, and you know, it could be transitory. Which I mean, I—I I think that might be the case. That's probably the case, more likely the case. But uh, I mean, if it keeps going up, like like there's a chance it might not be transitory. I just think it's transitory because I mean, I'm trying to look through that inflation, not because Jay Powell tells me. You know, I think the guy doesn't really know what he's talking about, but. He is, a central, he is the head of the Federal Reserve, so he must know something. But all I'm saying is, if you look through it, it's like, no, we're more in the deflationary uh, period, I would say, versus inflationary. I mean, I was going over, checking M1, M2 velocity, and, you know, the velocity of money is still down quite significantly, and you're not seeing a rise in that. Now, if you were to see a massive rise in money velocity, you know, that is what really changed me on this whole hyperinflation. You know, inflation is going to be right now, right? It's going to happen right away. Um... And so I was in that, that whole camp, but I kind of changed my mind um, after reading about debt, you know, technology, how technology is inherently deflationary, you know, take, gets rid of people working, um, you know, and all, it makes everything more productive, more efficient. Therefore, you know, you don't need as less workers and the machines can do the job, you know, you need productivity growth, labor growth. So anyway, that's, that's what I, that's what's on my mind, um, and I'm going to get in, in this podcast. So I do have a, I do have an agenda. I did do some homework for this, but 
I was I was studying my uh, I was doing microeconomics, right? No, macro. And they're talking about uh, you know, yield curve, you know, how how interest rates should move, you know, and what's inflation, deflation. And I was reading something, and I'm like, I know that's not how it, what's that's wrong. Because I, I mean, well that 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 what they're saying. So they're saying basically that, you know, the three the three month like the three month treasury bill and the uh, inflation rate move hand in hand together. So I was like, okay. So I go to the four week bill because you know they don't have a three week, and um, it's moved down over the past year. You know, over the past year to date. Sorry, year to date, it's moved down quite a bit. And so if that's moved down quite a bit, and they said the three month year, the three month like a uh, three month bill, not like the ten year, five year, twenty. No, the three month, the shortest term bill, the one the Fed can manipulate. That and they said if that moves down. You know that's a sign of deflation, and I'm like, okay, well that kind of that kind of proves my point. But then you go look at the longer end of the curve, and they've been going up. They've been going up, so you know, long term, yes, inflation. Short term, maybe more deflation. And I do have some interesting stats about the five year versus the ten year, which you know, I mean, I saw this and I was like, no, that can't be right. But yeah, no, it is. So so we'll get into the whole yield curve action. Um, also want to go over, you know, CPI, get ready for tomorrow, um, 30 year auction as well tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, when I get into oil, which I guess is like my next thing. So I'll just stop talking. Let's get into the stocks. So, uh, you know, S and P down two two bips, Dow down 16 bips, you know, not really a lot of action today. You know, I was getting hyped up, but you know, not really just swinging, swinging. We never broke out to the upside on the Dow. S and P, we were in the green for a bit, but not never too long. So Apple, you know, quality name down one percent. Boeing down one percent. Disney down seventy five bips. GE flat, more of a cyclical name. I guess those are all kind of cyclical. Uh, I mean, so I mean, it's really mixed here. You see, like Home Depot's up forty nine bips. Nike's up eight eight bips. Starbucks up fifty six bips. So you know, Apple, Disney, Boeing. Some big name stocks, but some other big name stocks going up. So, you know, markets just, you know, not just saying flat. You know, we don't, I have no idea where, they don't really know where we're going to go. The market probably does, but I, I don't. And I don't really know how to how, how to analyze that. And I guess that's usually why I don't get in and talk about these big names. But, you know, I just think it's like interesting. Apple down 1%. Uh, Disney down a decent amount. Um, and then you start getting into like Tesla. Tesla's up 3% today. What? And the yields were up too. The dollar is stronger, a little stronger. It's like okay, interesting. So those are just some things. I I'm just like the market's you know conf- confusing me. It's, it's it's getting hard to follow right now. Like there's about to be some crazy event that happens. I mean, like I said, I've been saying this for a couple months now. But you know the the bond market, you know the treasury market, as I'm going to talk about later, it's showing me some weird weird signs. So you hear that thing in the background. Like it literally, like, I don't know why cars are, I can hear cars driving super, super fast and hear sirens at night in Champagne. Not nearly as bad as St. Louis, but it's weird. You'd think it'd just be like a nice, calm town, country town in Illinois. Sometimes it is, but anyway, that's a little side note. Okay, so gold GDX down 2.2%. You know, I thought about like, oh, sh-. the other day I was like, I should definitely take some profits off the table on this thing because I actually like got up to be in the green again because like, with my theories for the short term, you know, dollar bullish, um, 
And yeah, it's not going to be good for gold. You know, yields could definitely hit 2%, especially if we get a super high inflation reading. But, you know, I, I really don't know how that's going to turn out. I think it's actually going to be a lot more closer to the estimates, to be honest with you. I actually want to go into this, how the CPI is calculated in this whole thing called the Boskin Report I started reading about. Um, and how they changed the CPI calculation in the 90s. So, um, so I mean, I think I think the government pretty much knows how to get a nice CPI and a nice clean CPI number, to be honest with you. So I don't think you'll see a massive upside, like a, a massive gain on the CPI, which I used to think that, that you would see one. And, you know, in February, I was just so shocked. I went through the, I went through the CPI reading on this podcast, and I was like, Energy, food prices are up, but everything else is down. So, you know, if some energy goes up, well, then some other, some other aspect of the economy, the price will go down. I mean, it's, I, think it's, I think the government knows how to predict it. You know, that, that's, a, that's a whole other aside. But, yeah, GDX down 2.2%. I mean, hey, I'm still going to hold this as a hedge, no problem. Like, I still love gold. This thing in, you know, five years, GDX should be 80 bucks. No, maybe not 80 bucks, but it'll be a lot higher than 33, that's for sure. Um, you know, attribute that to the stronger yield, stronger dollar. VIX, you know, the VIX was up 5% in the morning. You know, the volatility just came back down. Down. Uh, still under 20 bucks, but we were up 1% in the vol- volatility index. So uh, interesting stuff there. USO up 64 bips on the day. Um, but if you look at the trading action, we op- like the high on the day was 41.50 and we closed at 40.90. You know, we opened up at 41.28. So, you know, it wasn't like people were showing up to go buy this thing. And, you know, I was reading that, you know, the U.S. is actually like you know, our U.S. shale has uh, inventories the amount of crude we have here, we've been uh, drilling has gone up, and it keeps going up. And it's like the highest level. It's back to pre-pandemic levels here in the U.S. So if we have too much supply, and, you know, I mean, yeah, we're going to be reopening and stuff, sure. But, you know, Europe, Europe's slowing down. Um, you know, possibly, you know, I, I read the WHO warned that COVID cases are increasing exponentially. Uh, I read that... Uh, you know, Fauci is talking about you know, be you know, you know if you if you if you don't wear masks and stuff, you don't like stay safe. That uh, we're gonna have to, uh, you know, we're gonna have massive COVID problems. I read that like the CDC is recommending Michigan shut down. It's like, do I think that's gonna happen? Heck no. Do I think stuff is gonna shut down? No. But if it were. And the fact that we have a lot more supply of crude now, yeah, that could ma- cause a massive dent in the price of crude again, again. But the whole thing is, is long term, long term next year, uh, year and a half from now, USO will be at 60 bucks. You know, crude will be at 80 to to $100. So there's no problem there. But, you know, I'm just talking in the news, you know, my little short term outlook here. And, you know, I also tell you what the long term outlook is. So that's just what I'm talking about. That's what's on my mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, OPEC, OPEC has been cutting supply a decent amount. Um, but, I mean, we're still we're still higher than we were uh pandemic in the u.s so that's just something I'm, i've been watching xlf financials up 43 bips i mean no no movement really here yields are up so i'm gonna suspect they're gonna be up and that's that was the case uh the big banks i'm talking about here um xlk it's like this thing was flat in the day so I don't, I don't really have any comment on that but uh down 48 bips interesting tlt literally flat on the day i mean yields were kind of flat but you know I'll, i'm just saying that they're up uh, TLT was down four bips, uh, no movement at all here. Opened at one thirty seven forty six, closed at one thirty seven forty five. Most of the broader indices and stuff like that today ha- have a pretty similar chart to like TLT, SPY, and all that. Boring, boring day, and the market's been boring. But the whole thing is, is we just had a ten, like a twelve day winning streak, like you know, 
market's been kind of rolling here, you know, and we haven't gone much lower, but, you know, there's like, we're just kind of running out of gas, I feel like, we're running out of gas, and the fact that there's no short sellers here and stuff, no one's shorting the market, everyone's just like long, and or if you're long, you're long leverage, you know, the drop, there's gonna be, there will be a sharper drop, because there's no cushioning in there for, you know, shorts to cover or anything like that, or, you know, to cash out of their positions so that's just something i, I i'm looking out that's what's looking at that's something i'm thinking about uh xle energy down uh 79 bips and uh you know that could be attributed to the oil you know u.s supply a lot of supply of oil here um you know stronger stronger and i say that in like quotes but you know you can't see what i'm i'm doing with my fingers here and uh you know higher yield so people selling energy though interesting um i mean under 50 bucks xle she this thing gets down to what's it uh 48 50 4783 damn if you go yeah i guess we rallied here off the, if you go lower on like i i actually might have to take a position in the xle or find my own energy company i like but around like 45 on the xle thing all right anyway uh tesla up 3.69 percent it's like all right all right, Elon, like, I love to see Tesla up, you know, people hate Tesla, but I'm a believer in Tesla, I'm a believer in Elon Musk, um, is the stock price way too high, yeah, but, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't care, I just think it's interesting, you know, when the day you get to see the, the, all the equities down, most of the equities down, you see yields up a little bit, dollar, Tesla's doing work, great, and so, I guess, like, for people my age and stuff, they think it's, like, a safety stock or something like that, I don't know why, I have no idea why I was up today, but interesting, interesting, interesting stuff, uh, marijuana, down 4.89%, I mean, I'm Jay, man, this thing's been volatile as heck, uh, I read an article today that Uber is looking at the CEOs like we're looking into getting into cannabis delivery. I mean, there's one time back in high school where I was up late at night and I uh, <laughs> I came up with that idea. I I like wrote in my business. I wrote in like my my notes my phone. I'm like, yo, we gotta get. I gotta go to Boulder. Like go to school in Boulder and just start doing like Uber for like cannabis like dispensaries. Like that'd be huge, but. I didn't do anything about it, and here I am now, and Uber's about to do it. But, you know, the whole thing is they would probably run my my little unintelligent ass out of uh, the marketplace. But that's interesting. I think it's super interesting. And, you know, I'm marijuana, I'm Jay, you know, these, these stocks have a lot of upside potential, especially I was reading that Alfira, another cannabis company, was looking into going into, like, consumer deals. So, I mean, I don't know what they mean by that, but they'll have some deals with stores or you know, sell some merch. I don't know. But I'm bullish on weed um, for the for the for the long term. Um, you know, I <laughs> I talk about this. I've talked about this before. MJ is you know my first major loss that I've took on a trade, and <laughs> I've been looking to get back into it ever since that MJ rallied. I, I would have made about a lot of money if I held it for two years, but I didn't because. I was young, stupid, and immature. And, you know, if you don't have a trade, if you don't have a massive loss, you know, bad trade that you can't talk about, well, this is my opinion, my little rant here, but it's my podcast. Uh, then, like, you, it's like I learned a lot from that. Like, you, you hold the freaking bag. Like, I mean, I learned to hold the bag. You know, people say that's a stupid strategy, but Warren Buffett, you know, if you're making investment, hold it for the rest of your life. I mean, GameStop, she, man, bought it at 239 in January. We earned down to 40 bucks. I held the bag. You know, if I wouldn't have held the bag, if this MJ didn't trade didn't happen. But the whole point is, is MJ was down 4% today. If it goes under 20, I'm definitely going to step in. Um, 
but just interesting lots of volatility there you know it's going to get legalized eventually they're going to have to do it especially with this deficit uh, and i didn't even get into the deficit oh my gosh but uh you know corn down 62 bips soybeans down 88 bips wheat down 1.61 percent you know most of the commodities are down a decent amount today gold down a decent amount silver down a decent amount like are we going to get a bad reading on the cpi a lower reading than than expected i don't know maybe or maybe they're just you know going down a bit so, you know so when we get that high, super high reading they're trying to price in a higher reading and we just pop so those are all things i'm looking at but then again yields are up dollars a bit stronger but interesting that most of the commodities and you know i i mean all the commodities except the uso today was down um decent amount so interesting there silver down 1.58 percent gold gld down 6161 bips um pave infrastructure index up 59 bips i've been seeing heck of commercials for this index no sorry etf uh and it's just like global infrastructure it makes me really 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 want to get out of it and dump it but <laughs> that's just me uh arc fintech down 77 bips so yields are higher dollar is a little bit stronger i would expect arc to be down a little bit more than s&p and all that so and, and it was and it was so not disappointing there copper down 3.74 percent it's like cpi is coming out tomorrow everyone's expecting higher numbers why are these things getting sold off in the cpi what is like these what are these traders you know and you know i'm not doing tech technical analysis here or anything like that so you know maybe we just like broke we hit like we hit a resistance level or something like that and it looks like we could have actually on copper and you know some of these other commodities but it's like is that the reason i mean we do have a massive cpi number coming out tomorrow you know people are expecting that it to be be way way elevated i think it actually is going to be be a lot closer if not worse and you know smaller that's just my my estimate my opinion going in you know i guess i'll say it's gonna be at two five tomorrow cpi and I will be up at 7.30 to hear it. So I'll be excited for that. But, uh, I mean, it, it, I, I could definitely see being way higher as well. But, you know, with my what I'm my thinking, my thesis is it, it'll be the same, if not a little lower. And, yeah, base effects, you're going to get it way more elevated. But uh, I do think that there are places of the economy where prices are actually going to be lower and are going to be going lower. So that's just my little rant there. Um yeah, I mean, it, I have a, I follow a platinum holdings thing, and you know, their platinum's down three percent today. Um, let's see, blockchain uh, up three point eight three percent. There's some crazy stuff you can do with Bitcoin. Uh, I got a buddy bought some Bitcoin on a hundred times leverage. You can just buy Bitcoin on a hundred times leverage. That's insane. I said, how the heck can you buy Bitcoin on a thousand times a hundred times leverage? And enough said that's a bubble right there i mean i mean that's signs of a bubble i mean what happens when people start like trades don't i mean that's some bill huang thing ready to happen i mean i didn't even get into bill huang today but uh i mean bitcoin's up 3.83 percent we're at 60 61 000, no sorry six thousand sixty thousand five hundred. probably gonna go to all-time highs i mean it, it just i get the network effect i get how bitcoin works time for a little, little correction in my opinion in my opinion, we can all buy there. We can all buy there. Hold the bag. Just hold the bag. You know, some people, the traders will, you know, make the profits off it. But you just buy a discount, my opinion. I keep saying my opinion. But, like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, this is all, this is all everything I'm thinking. Uh, J.O., the beast, up 1.17%. So, I was just going off on how all the commodities are down. But, you know, I guess coffee, you know, as she is, J.O. is a beast. But if you, I'm looking at this thing after hours, it's down 1.88%. So, on the day, it would have been down. So, I guess, but it is after hours, so it's irrelevant. But, nonetheless, J.O., a core holding of mine, 
up 1.17 during the day. Good for that. Love to see it. GameStop and AMC both down decent amounts. Decent amount. GameStop down 10.91%. AMC down 8.49%. I mean, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. Get out of these names. There's Garbo. I mean, the whole thing is, is like, I don't really know if people are getting bored or what um, with these names, but if GameStop goes down to like uh, 40 bucks or something, uh, no, nah, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even, I don't know why I'm saying that. I would not, I'm not going to go and buy these, these garbage names, but uh, I just think it's so interesting. So interesting. Because, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe the smart guys are covering, uh, are going to cover th- lower prices. But I mean, I just know how much you know that GameStop thing um, back in January, and and the fact that it went all the way back up to three hundred just blows my mind. Um, and so we'll just be continuing to watch it. But I mean, if you own it, get out. I, I, that's all I'm saying. And this is not financial advice, so don't listen to me. But I'm glad I got out. I just think it's hilarious to watch. But <laughs> a little, I just, I just want to be in it for like. I like literally stopped going on uh, Wall Street bets after I cash out of GameStop because there's just no need for me to ch- put that garbage into my mind. But the memes are just hilarious, and it's like really fun to be in that chat room. To be honest with you, so I'm not even gonna deny that it's it's so much fun. So anyway, I guess. Anyone who, like, wants to hear my investment advice probably like, this kid's an idiot. But I'm just, you know, talking to my podcast. Get the heck out of here. Uh, emerging markets, uh, up down 60 bips on the day. I mean, emerging markets, I've, I've been t- as I've been talking about, you know, not, like, they they, they they peaked out in February. You know, some of the Asian markets peaked out in February. We're going to see something here. And, yes, the dollar did get stronger. It's gotten a lot stronger. That's not good for emerging markets. Long term. Emerging markets gonna do great, but uh, I'm those. These are just the things I'm watching for. Um, so down sixty bips nonetheless. LQD, uh, you know TLT was flat, so corporate bonds gonna be flat. Um, down two bips on the day. Uh, high yield bonds down ten bips on the day. I mean, nice price action here. You know, <laughs> I, I mean we opened at eighty seven ten, closed at eighty seven eleven. So I guess I was no nothing. Yeah, decent. Nothing going on there. Um, as I said, market was kind of boring today. Nasdaq down thirty six bips. Didn't break going in the pot green once today. Russell two K. We opened up green actually. Uh, closed down forty three bips. Uh, interesting there. As I said, the ten years up fifty four bips. We had a all right auction. The auction was all right. Bid to cover is two three six. And uh, I mean, I I was watching it. Uh, well, not watching the live auction or anything like that. I don't know, even though if you can watch the live auction, but I saw the results. Um, not, nothing crazy there, you know, not, nothing, nothing to worry me, but, uh, the 30 year tomorrow will be interesting to watch. You know, I mean, I bet you there'll be plenty of demand for that, but if there's not, that'll, that'll be another headwind or, uh, you know, pro- problem for the market to digest. Um, let's get into Bill Huang's holdings. Before yeah, thirty year down thirty four, up thirty four bips. Five year up twenty two point five three percent. Um, Arc Innovation down sixty four bips. Um, yep, you know dollar stronger, stronger yields up a little decent amount. Probably gonna be bad for Arc, and it was KRE. So the yields were up, a bit dollar was you know kind of flat, little up we'll say. Probably going to be good for banks. You know, decent for regionals. Yeah, regional banks are up 85 bips. All right. Uh, uranium down 3.73%. And just a commodity. Yields up a decent... Uh, I amount. Dollar up a I amount. 
Yeah, you'll, I mean, I don't know why it's down 3%. I, I would think it'd be more down 1%, but I'm not, I'm not t- trading the technicals here. I'm just observing the daily movement here. Um, so then you get into Bill Huang's holdings, and you know every single one is in the red. Every single one in the red. Viacom, down 5%. It's like, yes, I know you're still unloading block shares, all you big boys. And the big boys I'm talking about, freaking Goldman Credit, Swiss, uh, Deutsche Bank, Barclays, JP Morgan, Citigroup. And, you know, because then we got other hedge funds too. You know, those are the names that I was coming to find. And uh, so I'm going to include all of them. And, you know, people are like, JP Morgan, it has something to do with it too. Deutsche Bank, Barclays, they're all involved. So uh, Baidu down 2.52%. Yeah, that could be, there's like some weird China news out there. But still, it's like, like they, we went from ninety bucks to about forty five, and we went from forty five to thirty seven. Like we're around about ten percent on Viacom, I think, from you know the beginning of April. Um, uh, you know, I, all I'm saying is the fact it it goes to show that there are there are other people. There are other you know, Arcade Ghost goes deeper. It goes deeper. I watched Powell talk on sixty minutes, and he is like. A financial system stable. There's nothing to worry about. Um, but he's like, we need to go in and examine, you know, the risks and stuff that banks are doing. But, you know, he's like, I don't see any any, any hazard. I'm going to call a cap on that. I mean, I, I just think that it's because there's so much excess liquidity, you're going to get banks making stupid, crazy loans, giving out all this leverage. You get an Archigo situation. You get a green sill capital situation. And, you know, that's been happening since 2019. It all goes back to 2019 pre-pandemic. Sorry for the, the little aggressive there. Um, and, like, if you look at JD.com, we were at 84 bucks beginning beginning of April, April 6th. Now we're at $78. Um, down, down 2% today. Again, Discovery. We were at $45. we are at 40 now. Down 3.86% today. VIP Shop. Week ago, we are about $32. bucks. we are at 26 now. Down 3.8% today. So, you know... Interesting, interesting, interesting things going on. You're not going to hear... That's not going to be the last time you hear Archegos. It's not going to be the last time you hear Hedge Fund Blow Up. All right. Whoo! 30 minutes in. Let's get this. All right. So. All righty. So, basically, I want to run through this little this little auction. So, I, I, I took this exactly from my econ uh, text. This figure uses annual data since 1960 to show the nominal interest rate on three-month treasury bills as the inflation rate... And then, sorry, and the inflation rate as measured by the consumer price index. The close association between these two variables is evidence for the Fisher effect. When inflation rate rises, so does the nominal interest rate. According to my economic, and I, I wrote down this in my notes. According to my economic textbook, let's do, let's run through the exercise, okay? So basically, like our yield, our yield curve, like our yield curve is showing this, right? And so, if you look. At the, uh, you look at the, so the inflation rate rises, so does the nominal interest rate. So has, has, what's the CPI done over the past year? CPI has gone down, uh, sorry, CPI index. Where is my thing? Alrighty. So in f- CPI over the past year has gone down no sorry sorry it's gone up right sorry it, sorry it has gone up from the past year from 2020 to 2021 because you know 
massive collapse in 2021. And, you know, prices are going to be going up. So, you look at the five-year um, five yield. Sorry, 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 sorry. I got really confused. I, said, I actually paused the podcast midway through because I was like, I'm 30 minutes in. I need to get this right. I'm going to sound like an idiot if I get it wrong. So, looking for 2019 to 2020, we went from 2.3 on the on CPI to about 1.2. Core rate of 1.4 due to COVID. Right, right, right. And so my whole point is, is like if you look at the nominal yields, if you look at the nominal yields over that, you know, we went from about, you know, beginning of 20, 2020. Well, let's go to 2019, you know, beginning of 2019. On the one month bill at the end of the year, we're at 148. And then at the end of the year, 2020, we're about nothing. We're about zilch. Well, I'll tell you what we're at, actually, to be honest with you. So we get the actual numbers here. On the one month bill, we go we go from one four nine to point eight point oh eight. So yeah, that's going to be why the inflation goes down. Correct, correct. Well, if we go to twenty twenty one, as CPI is going up, and everyone's talking about inflation, and this is just going off my textbook. And so I'm just wondering, is my textbook wrong, or is this is this what's going to happen? Proving that you know you're a little deflationary. So we got the three month bill. The three month bill has gone from started in the beginning of the year 0.09 or at 0.02 right now. And so if this holds true, you know, you're gonna see you're gonna see the inflation go down. That's a deflationary sign. And that's just according to my textbook. So the nominal when inflation rate rises, so do the nominal rates. And that and they're using a three month bill. But the nominal rates have gone down, so inflation must go down. And that and so that's just what here what I'm observing and I and I'm I'm gonna be taking a note of this. So according to that, that's all that's all I'm saying. So interesting, interesting, interesting stuff to me. Um and so and then I go into the yield curves, do a little experiment here. And so I'm saying I wrote, are the yield curves showing us that the bond market is pricing in a near term deflation event followed by massive inflation? And this is what I've kind of been saying. Uh, over the past you know month, I changed my mind. You know, where I was an inflationist to more of a disinflation, deflationist. Now, probably more disinflation, I would say. Um, but if you look at the five-year real yield, so that counts in. You know, in, you know, it's a real yield, so it's you know nominal rates adjusted for inflation. So if you go from the start of the year, we're at minus point uh, one, minus one point six two. Today we're at minus one point six three, so we went down one bit, but we're flat on the dip, flat. Okay, and that's a five-year real yield. Okay, five years out, and the nominal is it went from point three six to point eight nine. So if the real yield's flat, but the nominal's skyrocketing a lot, that must show us that the real yield is going down quite a bit, and that's just in the five-year number. Because I'm like, oh crap, oh crap. That's a, that's a deflationary sign, according to according to basic economics and sh- and stuff like that. But then I'm like, okay, let's go let's go do the same thing with the ten year, twenty year, and you know the ten year, twenty year, thirty year all all have the same same data. I'm about to read to you. So the ten year real yield we started at minus one point oh nine. Today we're at point six four, and the nominal. So that's real yield. So you know that's showing that the real yields are accounting for you know inflation to go up. Nominal we're at point nine three. Today we're uh, at the beginning of the year first day you know january 1st 2021 we're at 1.68 now so is this showing us that you know the bond market people in the marketplace are predicting we're going to have some kind of deflationary event 
in the next couple of years or something like that. But the way we get out of it, it's going to be massive inflation. Because, you know, it looks like, you know, if you go look at the real yield curve, that's what they're pricing in. You go to the 30-year 30 30 year yields, it's even a bigger jump from negative to positive. All I'm saying here is the treasury market, to me, is showing more disinflation, deflationary signs for the near term. For the next couple of year, next year or year two, they're expecting some kind of deflation event, disinflation event, whatever you want to call it. But, and I say but, they do see the inflation way down the road. And, and that's, like when I saw the five-year real yields actually flat on the year, but the ten, everything else, seven-year, 10-year, 20-year, 30-years, uh, they're all up. You know, the, they're all up significantly. That blew my mind. Just blew my mind. And so I wanted to share that observation with you guys. You know, is is that is you know, and, and the fact that the 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 short term bonds have gone down, that's a that's a deflation disinflation sign. You know, so interesting, interesting, interesting. The short term is going down, but the long term is going up. Are they predicting some kind of event? I, I I'm no crystal ball here, but uh, it's uh, very enticing. A very interesting, interesting idea to me. So I just want to make you guys aware of that. So I'm going to sound like Peter Schiff here if you guys watch his show. But, uh, I mean, worst deficit number. Like, we have the biggest deficit officially of all time now. Deficit's currently $1.7 trillion. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> it's, like, funny to think about reading this. Like, I have this data right here. At 2 p.m., the Treasury released its monthly Treasury statement showed in March the U.S. De- budget deficit exploded once again, surging $660 billion, up five-fold from a tiny well, $119 billion last March, driven from a 160% increase in government uh, spending, which soared up to $927 billion, the third highest on record, uh, up from $355 billion from a year ago, and up <laughs> $500 billion from February. So, I mean, it's just crazy, you know. All this spending, and we're spending, but you know it's debt, debt, debt is deflationary, um, unless you know it's translating some real economic growth, put it in the real economy. But you know the stimulus plan, it's like you get a payment, and what are the payments going into? Well, interest rates are so low, and that people are going to save that. You know, people are just going to save it. They're not going to go out. like you want, like you want, you want to think that lower rates are going to incentivize borrowing, but. It's not like that's not what like it's going. It's that's not what we've really been seeing. You know, as interest rates have been super, 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 super low in the U.S. for the past ten years, you know, people have been saving more. Well, uh, I guess it changes over the COVID time. But you know, everyone talking about we have this massive saving in the U.S. Well, yeah, we're saving, but how do, how do you know that everyone's going to go spend that econ- money in the real economy? You look at Japan after they have their massive shock, they just start saving and rates are at zero and they keep saving and everyone keeps saving. They save their money because they're afraid of a debt bubble. They're afraid of debt. So that's a problem that I'm seeing. You know, that's a problem that I'm seeing. It's dead money. And to close this off, you know, CPI tomorrow. Uh, I was watching a video with Eric Weinstein. Uh, I found him from Joe Rogan. He's a really smart guy. He's really interested in gauge theory and like econometrics. Way, way too smart for me. Uh, well, I mean, I, I like to listen to him a lot, and I like to try to understand his stuff, and I, I think I do a decent amount, of, a decent job at that. But 
he was like, I've heard Peter Schiff say this, and I've heard many other people say this, and I, I truly be- I believe it, and I, I believe it for a while, but, you know, the CPI calculation's off. I've said it on this podcast. But he goes in, and he talks about this thing called the Boskin Report. And he's saying, basically, these economists met, and they wanted to figure out how to adjust how to, the calculation in for the CPI, right? And so I'm like, okay, Eric, like, that's sick. Like, that's interesting. Like, I, I've been, that's, like, something I've been looking for. Like, I want to know, I want to bust the, you know, the, the, the whole CPI uh, myth, well, myth, like, you know, thesis, you know, is it, is it, is it calculated? Is it calculated wrong? And so I'm reading this report on the Boskin report from Stanford and it goes a 1.1% point overstatement of inflation doesn't seem so much, but when the official rate is slightly below 3%, the change could lower the inflation rate to around 1.2% as about as stable as, pri- as stable as price has been in decades. So basically, they're like un- they're understating inflation. They're saying they would la- they would lie about how much inflation there. Like they basically calculated it. Here, I'll I'll go and con- continue on reading because I I sound stupid. Contin- Congress and the president stop automatically adjusting the tax code and the federal spending programs by the CPI. If Democrats and Republicans could agree to a downward adjustment of one point one percent, the commission said the federal government would save one trillion in dozen in a dozen years by simply stopping its practice of overcompensating Americans for inflation. So basically, what they're saying is the real CPI. Sorry, I like I had I have to read my stuff out loud because uh, that's how my brain works, but. We're basically saying that the CPI, the OG CPI, the way they used to calculate it, they were saying it's you know overestimate over you know estimating inflation, but you know I think it probably wasn't. It's probably doing more of an accurate job. So like if we tweak it a little bit, tweak it so it actually understates inflation, then we'll be able to save more money because you know we calculate. You know, they calculate C- CPI and the Social Security and all this stuff. And so basically, we're overpaying the Americans. But we could actually, you know, that takes some money away from us. But if we actually, if we actually, you know, adjust, adjust the numbers and stuff, you know, lower it down for, to, from 1.1%. Uh, so if it's like we have inflation at 3%, but it's actually 2 you know, that's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. So... Interesting, interesting, interesting. I really want to go dive into this Boskin report to uh, read about this because, I mean, it it makes sense. It makes sense. That's why in the CPI's off. And, you know, people have been saying this all the time, CPI's, CPI's inaccurate. But it does make the market work. And, you know, that's how what the market uses to gauge inflation. But, man, it just blows my mind that, you know, <laughs> if the government actually did that, that's evil, in my opinion. That's evil. And, you know, it's just... just they're they don't want to overpay americans for actual real inflation you know i could go off and off and off but uh you know we'll see the real and and what i'm saying that you know inflate cpi is going to be understated yeah inflation is like inflation is there believe me but you know when people and i'm just going off of the terms of cpi is calculated in and i'm going off this that this new found thing i found in 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 the studying the treasury data and I'm just very interested to see how that turns out. It may it may just be a total bogus idea, but it actually would make sense to me. It would make a decent amount of sense. Um, so yeah, let's get hyped up for the CPI. I mean, heck, we know inflation's coming down the road. I mean, how do all, how do we all want to be protected by that? You should have one simple answer: G O L D. Thanks for listening, guys.